when we look at stress, it, oftentimes in our society, we live in this world where we wear stress like a badge of honor. You know, it's like, do more. The more we do, the more you're worth. Where do you think that there's this gap in our industry that needs to be addressed? Oftentimes with many, with many people in any industry, it's oftentimes first turning the lens back on yourself and looking at yourself through the deep health lens. Getting familiar with the tenets of deep health and what it looks like in your own life is where I feel like any coach can start before they start trying to investigate other people. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of The Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. I am super excited for today's guest. She's a deep health coach. She owns Functional Effect with her husband, and uh, her husband's name is Tyler. I had the privilege of connecting with this woman at Perform Better Chicago, uh, she's a fellow fit pro, been in the industry a long time, since about 2001, and she just has some amazing gems that you're going to hear today with regards to stress, nutrition, and overall health. Sarah Reynolds, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Travis. It's a pleasure to be here today. Wow, I'm just so excited. You know, we're talking, you're a fellow presenter, and we were just having a little offline conversation, and I just feel like you have so much to share with our audience. But before we get started, let's just talk a little bit about your journey. Let's just talk a little bit about you. Uh, it was 2001 that you started off in this industry. Is that about right? 2001, I was had just started in my collegiate career. I was um, getting ready to go to Western Illinois University. I was in that summer interim and working as a lifeguard. And by chance, the instructor who was supposed to be teaching class didn't show up. And I happened to be the person on duty. So I ended up teaching class and and little did I know that that was going to jumpstart the rest of what it is now a multi-decade career. So here I am. <laughs> you know, I'm a person of faith and the longer I live, the more I feel like somebody else is moving the pieces around. So was it by chance or was it by plan? You know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, isn't that the truth? Only God knows, I guess. All right. So moving forward, you know, your career has evolved since that time. Tell us a little bit about the path that you've been on that's led you to where you are today. Sure. So at Western, I ended up getting my degree in psychology with a concentration in sports psych. So I went on um, thinking that I was going to get my master's in sports psych, moving to Arizona. I was going to go to ASU into their master's program and then ended up getting a job as a personal trainer. And really falling in love with that process of working with the client one-on-one, -on -one, which was essentially what I thought I was going to be going on to do in psychology, just in a much different capacity. So in light of that, I ended up 
starting that career as a personal trainer, it evolved into becoming a, a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Um, I worked in the commercial gym industry for a while. And then in 2010, decided to branch out on my own, opening up my first facility. And then in 2013, opening up Functional Effect with my husband. Um, and in that interim, making sure that I had covered all of my bases, becoming a nutrition coach, getting a specialty in um, pre and postnatal. Um, I also did um, I have a specialization in stress recovery and um, sleep coaching, which is really what we're going to be diving heavily into today when it comes to deep health. It's kind of recovery, Re understanding that stress recovery continuum and now work pretty much exclusively as a deep health coach in our facility. So I, I address uh, the other 23 hours of the day with our clientele and help them develop a plan that allows them to show up as their best selves in the gym um, by addressing all of the things that happen outside the gym. You know, I have to say what I love about you and your husband, Tyler, is I feel like you are definitely, you talk about deep health coach. You came into this prepared. You know, you didn't start your business on a whim. You didn't start your business with a lack of certification. You started your business with multiple certifications. Then you and your husband started your business together you know, you team up. He's the he's the medical practitioner as a chiropractor who's well versed in uh, different methodologies involving like the functional movement screen. So you know, you're kind of bridging that gap between chiro and physical therapy, and and you know, then you're all you are all things fitness. I mean, all things fitness, nutrition, psychology. Uh, what is the name of the town where your gym is at? We're in Downers Grove, Illinois, which is the last express stop of the train to get into downtown Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I knew that you were near Chicago because the Chicago perform better was kind of a home base for you. And, totally. you know, we got the king of functional fitness equipment and you guys are just functional effect, uh, an awesome facility. So, so great. So great. So let's talk a little bit about, about this thing called deep health coach. Let's talk yeah. for what it is and what you do. So as a deep health coach, like I said, it's it's really about helping the client understand that the physical health component, which, you know, the workouts, the nutrition, it actually only makes up about 16% of what creates our total health pie and helping them understand what that other 84% looks like because that other 84% is largely what influences the decisions that we're making with our meal choices and the decisions that we're making with how we move our body. And it's having our client understand the connections between those two and realizing that there's a certain amount of stress that we need in those areas to perform well. But then there comes a time where that becomes detrimental and it becomes too much. And it starts this process of breaking the person down either mentally, physically, or maybe all of the above. So when I can get them to connect the dots and to understand why they aren't able to stick to the workout, why they're having a hard time actually even recording their meals. Some people, you know, the person that they're just like, ah, oh, you know, I just have a hard time writing that down in that notebook. I have a hard time recording those meals. It has nothing to do with their ability to do it. It has to do with their cognitive dissonance around it. And so getting them to see that 
their own excuses go deeper than their ability to show up and do the task. And so that's my role. And it's taking them through a variety of exercises and activities that build self-awareness, truly. It's not my job to point it out, but it's my job to lead them to their own conclusions about their own behavior by showing them what's possible. Very cool. So, you know, these are some specific numbers, 16%, 84%. Tell me again the 16% and then the uh, what encompasses the 84%. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about deep health as a whole, we have six different components. We have the physical health component. So each of these components make up a, that 16%, right? So we have our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, and then there's our relational health, our ability to relate to others well, to have good relationships, our environmental health, what's going on in our workplace, our actual house, the places where we spend our time, and our existential or what many may refer to as our spiritual health. So, you know, do you have true meaning in your life? Do you have purpose? And do you have a strong belief system? And if we can look at all six elements of that deep health pie, so physical, mental, emotional, environmental, relational, and spiritual, and get that person to start connecting the dots on the five that are non-physical health, we're going to make their choices in the gym better. Their consistency will look better. Their choices in the kitchen will look better. Their ability to show up for themselves will look better. And that's where we can bridge the gap from being just trainers to truly becoming coaches. Okay. So what we're saying is that the mental, the emotional, the relational, the environmental, the existential, that's what's driving the physical result. Absolutely. Because if we have, for instance, let's say we have a client who comes to us who is unhappy that they have gained 15 pounds. But once you start digging deeper, you realize that the reason that they've gained the 15 pounds is that they recently retired from their job. They're not less active, but they've lost their purpose. Mm -hmm. And they need to reestablish meaning in their life. And that loss of meaning can actually be the root of where their inability to stick to their diet is coming from because the food becomes the coping mechanism for the loss of meaning. And so learning how those dots connect and being able to get your clients to come to their own conclusions in those areas comes down to becoming really good at interviewing your clients and asking the right questions. And that's truly, as a deep health coach, that's my job, is to ask the right questions to get them to see the things that they can't yet see. Very good. Uh, That was going to be one of my questions for you was, what do you feel that other fit pros need to be doing to have this kind of success with their clients? Because I think that there's many fit pros out there that are only looking at that one portion, you know, that small percentage, that small fraction, that physical portion. And so they come to the scale and, you know, the client's disappointed. And so, okay, well, let's have a plan to do better next week. And maybe it's a superficial plan. You know, maybe there's other questions that uh, fit pros need to be asking in order to address those other five components that can really drive that result. 
Uh, so where do you think that there's this gap in our industry that needs to be addressed? Well, I think oftentimes with many with many people in any industry, it's oftentimes first turning the lens back on yourself and looking at yourself through the deep health lens. And if you yourself aren't walking out those tenets of deep health and truly understanding what it looks like to be mentally healthy, to be existentially healthy, to have good relational health, and how to build healthy boundaries in all of those areas, then that's where you have to start. And so getting familiar with the tenets of deep health and what it looks like in your own life is where I feel like any coach can start before they start trying to investigate other people. And so having a full understanding of those different elements, how you might yourself be struggling in those areas and what your actual logical solutions could be, that's a really powerful exercise to go through as a coach. That's really because it's a it's a very good example of how we can get our clients to stop pointing the finger out when they're not getting the result that they want and start looking at the three fingers pointing back at them. Mm, what are we modeling? You know, that's uh, one of the things that I always tell our coaches is, please don't ever coach an exercise that you haven't done, right? You right. know, so important. Oh, a new exercise came out or there's a new piece of equipment. Get well-versed in it because you're going to be coaching it and you shouldn't be coaching something that you haven't done. So your first recommendation is that coaches go deep on these areas themselves. And, and get curious, right? Get curious. Get get open your mind so open that your brain falls out. Uh, because as as black belts, as me, as I would probably expect many of your listeners to be in the fitness industry, it's really easy to get blinded by our high level thinking mm -hmm. and to be cut off to new ideas that might actually make you a better coach. And so looking beyond, you know, why is it that your client isn't able consistently to follow that macro plan that you give them? It has nothing to do with the macro plan. It has nothing to do with it. It has something to do with other areas of their life that they are overwhelmed in, which is creating a smaller capacity for them to actually follow through and do the task. Mm -hmm. But it's allowing yourself first to get curious with your own shortcomings in those areas and why, you know, maybe you're a trainer who wants to have 40 sessions a week in your books and you only have 30. Get curious about why, about why you don't have those other 10 because there's an area of your deep health that's not right. Uh, you know, that's preventing you from getting to that goal. We can apply this thought process to any part of our life where we have goals. Yeah. That's really, really good. You know, you're reminding me of a story and it was a story of the busy father who comes home from work and the kid's going crazy and, you know, all he wants to do is just kind of, you know, detox a little bit, you know, from the day, relax. And and so he he takes the paper and he sees that there's a globe and he's like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a puzzle. So I'll tear this globe up a little bit and I'll tell him to put it together. And then after I've had a few minutes to relax, we can play and life will be good. But the kid comes back in second. And and so the, the father's like, you know, so how did you come back so fast? And he says, well, dad, what was 
easy about it was that there was a person on the other side. And I found that when I put the person together, that the whole world came together. And what you're suggesting with your recommendation is that if you're missing 10 clients in your schedule that you're trying to get, the answer might not be <laughs> the schedule, right? The answer is right there with you. When you put your person together, all of a sudden, all your other goals start to come into alignment. You know, yeah, very good. Very good. So a little bit about your interview process, because it's so important. And I'm not asking you to give away your secret sauce, but, <laughs> you know, some people uh, that they go deep in different ways, right? And Todd Durkin has his 10 forms of wealth. And I think that that's an awesome exercise that he does with life coaching clients. Uh, what is a, a little bit of your interview process that you would share with us that helps the people that you're interviewing to uncover these areas in their life? Well, I think when most people come to me, by the time they end up in my office, there's a big part of them that is sick and tired of feeling the way they're feeling, as many of us experience as coaches. So I think the first thing that I want them to know when I meet with them is that what they're experiencing is very normal and okay, and that there's nothing broken about them. But rather, this is an experience of helping them peel the onion. And I give that example of like peeling an onion oftentimes will make us cry, right? Huh? So we can have somebody there with us to peel the onion, help us wipe our tears away as we go, you know, both uh, literally and figuratively, it makes the process a lot easier and a lot less painful because looking at yourself through a lens of Critical, a critical eye, if you will, it can be a not a process that doesn't feel very good. Mm -hmm. And my whole goal with them in the beginning is for them to know that I'm a partner with them in this. Right. Not it's not me telling them how to live their life, but rather exploring with them what it looks like for them to feel fulfilled, and for them to feel like all of those buckets of health have been filled. So in the beginning, I truly had a lot, a deep, lengthy conversation with them about their identity mm. and what that, what, how they envision that best version of themselves showing up in all of those different areas. That's really, really good. You know, I read a book by Robin Sharma not long ago where a quote from that book said that we can't become the person that we were meant to be without leaving behind who we once were. And sometimes what we need to really reach our goals is to establish a new identity with ourselves, right? Because we might have a, a very negative one, you know, we're, and, and I'm <laughs> yeah, right. It's a, it's a, it's a hamster wheel that we need to get off of or a, a vicious cycle, if you will. Uh, very interesting. Helping the client rewrite the story, right? It's it's um helping them recognize that there is some story that they have been telling themselves. And it might be a vehicle that has been driven into them through their family of origin. It might be through media. It might be through one of their mentors or teachers. But there's something that is driving that self-story that keeps telling them whatever it is that they're failing at or whatever it is that they're not reaching, we've got to work on shifting that story. And the first step in shifting any story is identifying what the story is. 
And many of them aren't even aware that their stories exist. So that's where by helping them paint the identity of who they want to be, that actually sheds light on the stories that they're currently playing out in real time because those stories contradict how they're actually, what they actually want to achieve. Because they oftentimes have these really amazing goals, but are walking out in real time very self-destructive behavior. This this deep health coaching is a lot of life coaching, isn't it? It's it's a multi-dimensional thriving of the client coaching. Like it's 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 really looking at every facet, every nook and cranny of the person and trying to leave no stone unturned. That's the ultimate goal as a deep health coach. It's it's you know, I allow my trainers, even though I write programming. You know, I really let them focus on that one hour and then leave the other 23 up to me so that I can help that person show up with consistency. Right. And that's and that's really where the magic happens. And I think the more that we recognize that as coaches and the more we can either have either a dedicated person within our facilities or we ourselves become that person for our clients. It's recognizing the impact of addressing the other 23 hours and how much it impacts the physical health component. You know, you mentioned the story that we're telling ourselves that we're not even aware, and we've touched just uh, briefly on stress. I think that we've never had more things at our disposal to make our lives easier, whether it be the onslaught of artificial intelligence that's now coming on or whatever it might be, right? all this shared information, yet we've never been busier. And as a society, we've never been more stressed out. Uh, there must be a story that we're telling ourselves when we're coming to functional effect and we're burnout. And how do you help people deal with stress? We talked a little offline and you even uh, cited Henry Ford to me. And I, I'd like to, like to give you an opportunity to share the gems you were sharing with me with our listeners, if you will, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, we when we we look at stress, oftentimes many in our society we live in this world where we wear stress like a badge of honor. You know, it's like do more. The more we do, the more you're worth. And we've lost this idea and this concept that was brought post-industrial revolution, where pre-industrial revolution people were working seven days a week, fourteen hours a day, breaking their backs. And then Henry Ford came along and he said, you know what? I want to sell more cars than anybody has ever sold before. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to implement a 40-hour work week. And I'm going to allow my workers to have more quality of life so that I can actually have more productivity and sell more cars. And I think we know how things have turned out for Henry Ford and the Ford company. Yeah, quite successful. So we have seen that bell curve actually reversing, starting kind of in the 80s, but more so in our post-2008 economic downturn time where people had to take on multiple streams of income just to keep their families afloat in some cases. We've seen that bell curve reverse again to where we have people working seven days a week, 14 hours a day again. And 
So now more than ever before, in addition to everything that's happening in the world right now, I mean, let's, let's I mean, let's talk about all of the different ways that we can be distracted mm. with not just what's actually happening in world events, but the scrolling on our screens, the the various different forms of stress, the multitude of different chemicals that we get exposed to every day. It's cumulative. Stress is cumulative. And if we do not recognize that there is a stress recovery, there's a balance that has to be maintained between have, being in your stress sweet spot and getting just enough stress to be performing at your optimum, mm. but then experiencing so much stress that it becomes chronic, detrimental, and starts this cascade of different physiological manifestations where right now in the United States, the current statistic is that 88% of people are metabolically unhealthy. Wow, 88%. Wow, I did not know that. That's... Wow. Yes. Unfortunately, only 12% of Americans are considered metabolically healthy. So um, non-obese, regular blood pressure, um, normal triglycerides, and normal blood sugar. Wow. So if you have that, you're almost in like a top 10%. Okay, 12%, but still. Right. So, And we also know that 86% of lifestyle-induced issues are preventable. So we have the ability to move the needle in the right direction, but we're not going to do it through exercise and diet alone. Right. That's only 16% of our potential capacity for change. And that's where we really, as coaches, we can do better. Yeah. This is, uh, this is very interesting. You know, what you're focused on, you know, you may allow somebody else to carry out the program design. Could have been written by you, could have been written by Tyler, uh, maybe a combination of the two. Uh, somebody else may carry that out, but you are taking responsibility as a coach for their other 23 hours, how they're approaching their life. Because we know that the results don't happen only in those three hours that you're at the gym. Those results really happen. And what are you doing with the other 23 hours each day that you're outside of the gym? Really good. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, this is a question that I just feel like you're in this area, especially when you talk about stress, when you talk about the bell curve, when, when we're getting away from what Henry Ford showed us, uh, you know, could really be true productivity. If you were given a presentation to other fit pros, what would be the, the key elements of that presentation uh, to help our industry, help clients get back to uh, where they need to be, that balance that we're discussing here? You know, I think for like, like I was saying with the coaches, it's getting the coaches first to recognize that there is a health continuum, that there is more to health than just the physical, that they need to be aware that there is a mental, emotional, existential, relational, environmental, spiritual component. It's not that we're expecting the coaches to be therapists or spiritual leaders but rather recognizing that the client's inability to adhere to what they're trying to get them to do runs much deeper than their ability. Mm -hmm. And that they need to start being able to ask the right questions and guide the client in such a way that allows them to actually reach their true potential. Because our, our goal as a coach is to help our client 
reach their true potential. It's not just to deliver an exercise routine. It's not just to give them macros. And so we're, we are nailing the program design element as coaches. We are nailing the macros component as coaches. If anything, we are better than we have ever been before in those areas. We are more advanced than we've ever been before. We have more resources. We have more mentorships. But where we're missing the mark as coaches is first ourselves getting curious with where we're missing the mark in our own deep health journey. And then being able to help our client bridge that gap in theirs. Because if we don't first build an awareness about where we're missing the mark, how can we help them see? So it doesn't necessarily have to equate to somebody getting an additional certification, which it could down the road if they really get interested in that area. But I do believe that as coaches, it's our responsibility to have a very distinct awareness that deep health is a thing mm-hmm. and that we need to be addressing all of those facets with our coaching clients if we want to help them reach their true potential. And if we don't, that we are doing them and ourselves as coaches a disservice. That is so good. That is so good. You just gave me a five-step formula, and I hope that the listeners picked it up too, because if you're a Fit Pro listening, uh, this is for you. If you're somebody that's a fitness enthusiast, this is for you. And it starts with recognizing the health continuum. After that, you have to ask the right questions if you're a Fit Pro, or ask yourself the right questions if you're just a fitness enthusiast. Then we're going to guide ourselves on a journey, and that is a journey that you can't guide anybody else on if you're not taking it yourself, right? That's just how it works. You know, we can't model something that we're not doing. So you have to model it. And that's how you're truly going to help people is that the longest journey is the journey inward, right? We got to go deep on ourselves if we're going to go deep on others. That was a, a really good outline. I love that. Uh, any uh, Anything else that you'd share with our audience today? Uh, you know... This has been a lot, and I hope that you guys all uh, have been hanging with me through this explanation of deep health because I know that it can get a little hairy. uh, But I think that the biggest thing I want people to take away from this is that the process of exploring your deep health is not one that you have to do alone and that the number one predictor of your success with any level of change, whether you are a coach yourself or you are someone coaching others or you're or you're doing both, it's that you get you you hone the ability to get really honest and that you drop the shame and the guilt that surrounds your shortcomings or your areas of opportunity. Because if we can shed that skin and we can get really open and honest with where we're at, we're going to become not only better ourselves with our health, but we're going to become such an amazing example to our clientele of what's possible. Because for many of us, myself included, in my two decades plus as a coach, I have had health struggles Mm -hmm. where my clients have seen physical changes in me during my time as their coach. And it's been because of my stress levels and not properly managing this that stress recovery continuum that I keep talking about. So, you know, we as coaches are not, we're not immune. 
we're not immune from stress. We're not immune from the effects of stress. And no matter how cool, calm, and collected you are as a human being, the effects of physical stress are inevitable. It's a matter of how well you manage them. Really good. Really good. And, you know, it's so good that you can talk like this and be vulnerable with the audience. And I think what you're recommending to many people is have that egoectomy, you know, get that out of the way, the shame, the guilt, the whatever, you know, the judgment of yourself, get rid of that so that you can get to your truest self and, and feel that sense of balance. And, and you've achieved that. You've modeled that for us despite being a fitnesspreneur, a deep health coach, a mother of two, one is six, one is two and a half that we were talking about. You're, you're getting it done. And uh, thank you for modeling that so well uh, for our listeners today, for our entire industry. Uh, really good. Hey, Sarah, if people want to follow you or connect with you, maybe they want a deep health coach in their life. I, I don't know if it's something that you do virtually, uh, but how do they do that? It is something I do virtually. And my handle is very easy to remember. Coach Sarah with an H, deep health, all one word. Um, so you can find me there on, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on threads. You can find me just about anywhere. So good. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you for sharing with our audience. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Travis. It was a pleasure. And to all of your listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!